0: Hello, my friends. Uh, Joe Zenk coming to you on Monday, July the 6th. I hope that uh, you had a wonderful weekend uh, wherever you were. Uh, if you were certainly in this area uh, in eastern Wisconsin, it was a very warm weekend, uh, but uh, a wonderful way to celebrate the 4th. The and certainly, uh, we would much rather have weather, weather like this, I think, than what it'll be in uh, four or five, six months. So, We praise God for the the celebration that we had and the the weather that it brought. And hopefully you were able to uh, spend that with some loved ones. Uh, Okay, Um, so Renee and I and the twins are back from our little escapade on the other side of the state. And uh, we are ready to look at another gospel today. It is Monday, as I said, July the 6th. The gospel for the day today is Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 to 26. So for those who would like to follow along, Matthew 9, 18 to 26. Let's hear the word of God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. While Jesus was speaking, an official came forward, knelt down before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come, lay your hand on her, and she will live. Jesus rose and followed him, and so did all his disciples. A woman suffering hemorrhage for twelve years came up behind him and touched the tassel of his cloak. She said to herself, If only I can touch his cloak, I shall be cured. Jesus turned around and saw her and said, Courage, daughter, your faith has saved you. And from that hour the woman was cured. When Jesus arrived at the official's house and saw the flute players in the crowds who were making a commotion, he said, go away, the girl is not dead, but sleeping, and they ridiculed him. When the crowd was put out, he came and took her by the hand, and the little girl arose. The news of this spread throughout all that land. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, certainly uh, a Gospel with which we're very familiar, but it's it's a Gospel in a sense, in two parts. It's got the story of the twelve year old girl and the story of the woman uh, who was suffering hemorrhage now. People smarter than me, and, and I won't be able to comment on this, um, would say, why uh, the 12-year-old girl who has died uh, and then this woman who has suffered hemorrhage for 12 years uh, came up to him on the way while they were going to see the the 12-year-old girl who had passed away, uh, why the... the um, Twelve-year-old on both, and there's got to be some connection there. Again, people smarter than I, I'm sure, would be able to to point you in a direction because again, it's it's not often that the gospel writers will tuck a story within another story, but that's exactly what they do here. So let's take the tucked-in story first, um, and and really, in both cases, they're they're kind of speaking about the same thing. Here's a woman who has suffered hemorrhage for 12 years, and simply says to herself if only I touch the cloak. I mean, I'll read it to you here. A woman suffering hemorrhages for 12 years came up behind and touched the tassel of his cloak. She said to herself, if only I can touch his cloak, I shall be cured. Interesting that they use the word or, or translate the word cured here. Oftentimes, brothers and sisters, when Um, we go and visit someone. I say we, it might be Deacon Pat, Deacon Randy, Deacon Dennis, myself. It might be with uh, a priest, Father's Carl or or John. Um, We will go and and what we do there is pray for healing because I'm not, I don't know what God needs to do within and among that person or that family that we are seeing. Uh, Curing to me, looks like a hemorrhage that has stopped. I mean, again, at the at the end, the last part of the story, within the story, courage, daughter, your faith has saved you. And from that hour, the woman was cured. Um, but I look at curing and healing as different things, maybe. A healing can be uh, a curing of, a, of an illness, whether it's held for one year or 12. Um, but a healing can be something entirely different. That's where I, I I place people when when people ask me to pray for them, uh, and, and I'm happy to do so. Uh, I, I just place them in the hands of God and say, Lord, you know what this woman, this man, what this person needs. Um, and whether that healing, hello, Bailey, whether that healing, Bailey, Dexter, stay in our yard. <laughs> well, you know, I'm outside now. And, you know, the dogs just made a little trek to the other side. But, but God knows what um, healing at what level needs to take place, whether that is a physical healing or whether that is a, an emotional one, whether that is a spiritual one, whether that is a, a, a mental one. I, I just trust that and, and I trust that to God. But here's a woman who, who literally was looking for a cure. Uh, 12 years had dealt with this, this hemorrhage and had the faith to place herself at the place where Jesus was and says, this is my last hope. I just got to touch him. That's all I got to do to be in the presence of God. You know, there's a story of Helen, uh, not Helen Keller, of Dorothy Day. Uh, back before she was a, uh, had converted to Catholicism, she was a, a very uh, strict atheist and, uh, and passionate about it and would be out with her friends, a very, a very wise woman. Uh, she, she would uh, debate with her friends all hours of the night at the bars and the coffee houses of New York, but she would come home and she would pass, I believe it was St. Joseph's uh, Church on her way home. And there was something about it that just drew her in. Even though she had not yet come to know Christ, it was the people and their faith that said, there's something more here that I want. And so in even taking the steps, up those steps into the church, she was placing herself in the presence of Jesus. And that's what this woman did, placed herself around Christ uh, and, and found healing, found curing within that. So maybe that's the first point for us to ponder today, is where are those places in our life? Who are those people in our life? in which we need to seek them out to place ourselves firmly in the presence of Christ and through that healing comes um, because we know there's life there. Uh, but we have to make that, that that trek. We have to make that journey. This woman did that uh, and and said, all I have to do is be present. All I have to do is touch him and I know things will change for me. Um, how, how does that... Speak to us. Where are those places we need to be? With whom we need to be? And and those may be as unique as each of us. Um, but we know if we do those things and seek them out, healing follows. So let's take a look at the other story, uh, the larger one, where the man, again, the... Um, the uh, uh, official and now this doesn't say it. It's the uh, it's a, I believe an official uh, within a synagogue, if memory serves. This is one of those rare occasions where Matthew's story is actually shorter than Mark's. Um, that doesn't happen often. Matthew quite often will take a story and and go deeper. Uh, Matthew's gospel is 28 chapters long. Mark's is 16 because Mark gets right to the point of things. Matthew. Of course, had more sources and then more stories, and he brought more in. But, but usually we'll, uh, we'll be longer because of that. But here it just says, an official came to him, my daughter has died. If you lay your hands on her, she will live. And so Jesus is okay. He, he doesn't even say anything. He rose and he follows him, and the disciples follow him. And when he arrives at the house, Jesus is willing to be ridiculed. Um, we've talked about it before, how, how uh, he had been ridiculed, the nice guys. Uh, don't get crucified, that he's willing to take a stand. And here's another place he's willing to do so. Um, he's willing to say to the people there who are are wailing and, and weeping with the family, and, and that, that's the commotion that is happening in the house. And he puts them all out and says, she's not dead, she's only sleeping. Well, they know she's dead. And so they, they ridicule him. But he's not above that. And he goes into her, and this again, these, this is Mark's words. Jesus, Matthew here, and uh, uh, doesn't put these words in Jesus' mouth here, but he says to her, "To leave the tomb." But here he says, "When the crowd was put out, he came and he took her by the hand, and the little girl arose." And uh, and again, Mark has him speaking those words, which mean, "I say to you, little girl, arise." Uh, and the news of this spread throughout the land. Um, and so I guess I, I, I invite us to ponder this. The, the faith of the, of the synagogue official coming to Jesus even when his daughter had died um, is, is amazing. And, and again, resembles that of the woman who had hemorrhage for 12 years um, and, and put herself in the presence of Christ knowing, knowing that healing can come. Uh, from that presence, this gentleman had the same faith, and said, "Listen, you can do things, and I know that." And all it took was Jesus to simply take her by the hand. He doesn't even say a word in this in this gospel rendition. He takes her by the hand, and she rises. So here's what I invite us to ponder today: What is it within us, within us, that? Is dying or has died? You know, I'm reading a uh, a biography uh, by Elvis Costello right now. It is lengthy, but it is enjoyable, and I've been reading it for about a month. And uh, I'm I'm toward the end here, and it's talking about clearly, although these are, are my words, not his, a depression he went through in the uh, in the late 90s into the early 2000s, and he just was. Um, he was dead, in a sense. His his opinion of himself, of life, was, in, in his words, lower than the ground. And he met someone that helped bring life back into him. And he asks himself, when did I stop dreaming? And he wrote a song uh, on an album called North in 2003 uh, to that title, When Did I Stop Dreaming? That, brothers and sisters, is what I'm talking about here. He had to come to an understanding that something was dying or had died within him. His dreams, his his attitude toward life, and it needed to come alive again. Um, and, and this person helped do that. Um, maybe it's hope. Maybe it's trust. Maybe it was a relationship. Maybe it's a vision. Um, Maybe it's um, a career. I don't know what what it is. But what within you, what within me is dying or has died? And brothers and sisters, all we need to do is invite our God to come in there. And it may not be so easy as he just takes hold of it and lifts it and, and we're alive. Uh, in Mark's version, uh, the little girl uh, gets up and Jesus says to the disciples or to or the parents, give her something to eat. You know, again, strength is a long time in coming. But brothers and sisters, I, I think it's okay for us to look inside and say, what have I left? Maybe I left it in my 20s or my 30s. And now in my 50s, it's time to pick back up again. And that's okay. Um, but what has died that I need to invite Jesus in uh, to take my hand and invite me to rise. Let's pray. We're in the glorious uh, mysteries, and appropriately enough today uh, is uh, the resurrection. So let's take a moment. If there's an intention for which you'd like to pray, I invite you to do so at this time. Let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. I'm gonna interrupt this rosary uh, just for a brief moment. I meant to say this before. I got word this morning that uh, Bill Koenig, a parishioner at Saints Peter and Paul, longtime parishioner, is such a good man, passed away early this morning, uh, shortly after 7 a.m. So I invite you, uh, with the remaining uh, prayers, if you would keep Bill in your prayer, uh, his wife Linda, their family, uh, Mandy, Jill, uh, all those who are grieving uh, the loss of Bill. So let's continue. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessings to you, my friends. May your day be filled with every good joy, and I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow.